Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles the rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashler Nation. We are back with a Fantasy Suites two-night rundown. We're going to talk about the astrology. I was having so many thoughts. I found this to be perhaps the most cringe television I've ever experienced. I'm Sarah Armour. Welcome back to the Space Trash Podcast. And I am here with my lovely Trashler Nation co-host, Casey Bunker. Hello. We've got a back-to-back fantasy suite. Whose fantasy is it anyway? Not sure. No one that was there would call what happened a fantasy, I would say. Potentially Avon, potentially Avon. Which I do think, though, is going to be short-lived. So yeah, Avon's experience was his fantasy, but I do think the rug is about to be pulled. And I think, actually, Gabby and Eric's date in and of itself was how it should have gone, but then they had a little bit of a, a rift that we can address. These girls, I know we've said it before, this season especially, but this franchise, is it a war on women? Perhaps. But in this back-to-back fantasy suite special episodes. I was so disappointed with our leads. I, I was, I'm so triggered by both of their behavior from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I mean, it's just interesting because they, they opened it up right with like the, Oh, this is fantasy suites. This is where it all went wrong with Clayton, blah, blah, blah. So we're remembering that. And yet we're still going to act like jerkazoids so right well that's the whole thing right so 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 the the whole the extravaganza begins with like yeah like a 10 minute conversation where i literally wrote down quote we never want to do what was done to us and then rachel says uh and so we want to be really careful with how we're using the love word then they start going down the list and rachel's like i told him i was falling in love with him and i told him i was falling in love with him or like she hasn't told even yet but she's also it's like it's like they're literally like saying words and then like turning off the switch and then saying words that are almost in complete and total, uh, not even opposition, like they're ignoring. Like, how can you say you don't want to do what was done to you, which is that he said he was falling in love with all of them, and then even have because both Gabby and Rachel in that early conversation admitted to each other that Rachel had said flat out I love you to Tino and and Gabby had said flat out I love you to Eric or that she's falling in love with Eric she says it on the date I I think at that point it was still like falling in love but it's like either way if you're coming off of the season with Clayton and you're going to harp on what he did during fantasy suites as being the worst thing on earth like as the basic like thesis of this whole season, why would you even want to be at this point falling in love with more than one a person? Yeah, like this is where I'm just like, 
are the producers like kind of in their ear being like falling in love isn't the same as saying you're in love like where do they get the idea that that's different because everyone clearly does every season they're like I'll just say falling in love and it won't be the same as being in love and it's like I think these guys are like Zach certainly seemed to take it as like a true blue like I'm in love with you moment and like where are they getting these ideas or has the power literally just gone to their heads where it's just like this is the situation I'm in I'm allowed to act like an asshole like you signed up for me to treat you like this like well it does sound like well it seems like that is what they're doing but then which is fine but then don't bring up the Clayton thing as if you learned something you're idiots not to bring it up as if you have compassion for him because it seems just so like off but don't even mention it then but to say like I'm not going to do what he did to us and then literally not only do it but be disappointed when you can't even do it is like let's do a quick run through of the date Gabby and Eric lovers leap so funny she's wearing like a strapless bikini to jump like off of all of these super tall little platforms. LOL. I know. I know. Bandos have been such a big part of the Space Trash podcast narrative. And I want to say, like, Gabby, let us know if your bando stayed up after all of those different levels of jumping, what an ad that would be. And if not, we see you. We know you. We know that you just wanted an opportunity for a nip slip. She did. She may have. She may mm-hmm. have. And, and, and who could fault her for that? So, right. so that's when he says he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. And then she says she's falling in love with him. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then she says that she wants to crawl inside of him. She did. She did. And it reminded me of stepbrothers, which was great. And also (laughs) like Charles Charles and Camilla. So like that's also great. Yeah. She's like, I want to be your tampon. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what she said to him, actually. Yeah. That is, yeah. yeah, verbatim. Here's the thing, right? Like, obviously, he's the one. We hear them in their interim, like, you know, kissing, talking, like, just to be patient. And I'm really proud of my Cancer Moon, Leo Moon analysis here, because, like, even him holding her, like, hugging her for as long as he did at the top of the high, high jump, the lover's leap, that would really mean oh. that they were doing the low ropes course of their relationship and kinesthetically deciding to take the leap, which, in fact, it she did later that night I believe it's when she says I love you I think right but it's like that is so cancer moon leo moon like he is there to hold her to comfort her to support her into getting that leo moon permission to just go for it play take the leap I encourage you I see you I love you enough to stand here with you to get you ready to take that big jump and then he says he cries in the shower at the end that is truly a cancer moon and a chiron in cancer it's like yeah that's what he does he cries at the end of the day and we need a cry selfie of that we absolutely do If you're listening, Eric, we love cry selfies. Post it, send it, make it a thing. Heal the man. Absolutely. Did she say, I love you here? Or did she say that for episode two? I have, she's falling in love with him. Okay. So she said, I'm falling in love with you. But she said that also last week. He's the only person she's really been saying that to, which should be a good thing, Gabby. Lucky you. It's not going to be complicated. You're not going to be forced to act like an asshole. And yet you still chose to. Why? Why? But- Okay, then we have Avon's one-on-one. The whole date was a snooze. They didn't even really have enough footage to show very much of it. It was basically them just like on a boat. And uh, I don't know what the fuck she is talking about after already telling Tino that she was falling in love with him, that she's really ready to take the next I love you step with Avon. Again, 
based on what you've been through and what you preach every fucking episode, how could you even want to utter those words to more than one person? And you've already uttered them to two. What are you fucking talking about? I think she's specifically yeah. inauthentic. Not only right. is she all Pisces and then with that Libra moon, she's responsive to other people and to the environment she's in. You know, Pisces are the trolls of the Zodiac. I didn't say it on the last pod, but that's <laughs> why Loki. If you told me that the whole don't worry, darling. It occurred to me afterwards, like, is all the don't worry, darling drama actually like some performative act out with because Olivia Wilde at the helm, not only is she a Gemini moon, Gemini North node, but then like she has this huge stellium of planets in Pisces. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh, she's trolling us. And this is one of the best pieces of performance art in service of getting media attention for the premiere. It's the only movie that we talked about premiering at Venice. No, Harry didn't spit on Chris, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, yo, 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 Harry and Olivia never make eye contact, get people speculating. And also Harry pretend to spit on Chris, Chris react to it. We're all actors here. Like literally I wouldn't be surprised because that's what Pisces are. Pisces are tricksters. Pisces are sneaky. And it's not even, it's not even like sneaky in the Scorpio way. It's sneaky in like a high level masters. They're here kind of in their own reality, kind of trolling everybody for buying into the illusion. They're like, how about this? illusion. So I feel like Rachel is sort of exemplifying that. We also have her moon in Libra. So she kind of does just want to know, like, I do think she's getting safety. I love yous from all of them. And so she wants to know Libra moons to be safe, want to know they are loved by other people and that she's with other people and they receive her and it's, you know, they're connected. And she's actually able to use words pretty flippity floppity, even though she doesn't seem to be even realizing that she's saying that she's not going to do the thing that then she literally in the next breath goes and does. It's like, if anything, this is going to be a part of a big Saturn return wake up call for her where she sees herself and she's like, whoa. I actually get where I was not seeing things clearly and that will send her into sort of, I think a wave of confusion for a minute where she like doesn't trust herself. That will be the Saturn return. And then by the end of it, she'll come around and really see that she trusts herself and her intuition that Saturn in Pisces, this is gearing her up for that wake up call where she realizes, oh, I actually have been completely ignoring my intuition. I have not been connected to like, spirituality or even like romantic like hopeless romanticism as Gabby says later but it's like she basically is just pretending to be all love but really she's coming totally from ego and trying to manipulate and control and thinks that she's like always being left or has bad luck in love and it's like no you're actually being inauthentic period yeah and it's just crazy to see like how she latched on so much to those victim moments and like has made such a big deal out of it but then has no idea that she's like doing that too and then her and Avon talking to each other like I feel like he's playing the game too like they're both just being like I just like you know we're growing and blah 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 but they're not saying things like wow when you walk into the room I get butterflies like no you make me happier like they're, they're just like giving each other these platitudes and neither one is like hearing how fake the other one is because they're too focused on like being fake themselves dude I wrote the exact same thing even at the beginning when she explains to Gabby like how special what they have is and I quote I think with Avon we've just been building from the beginning and it's like it goes on from there everything Rachel says reminds me of that Kylie Jenner video that came out a few years ago where it was like (laughs) what are you most proud of this year? And she's like, I did stuff or like something like that. When when she's like, we're all just realizing things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) You know, the thing about me and Avon is like from the beginning, we've been slowly building and it's like, and 
like yeah. isn't that so, what it is okay like neither one of them has anything specific to say about the other one they're both just like oh this is a hot person this is fun I'm on tv I think they would hook up in person like I think they do find each other attractive and like it's like that hot like a hot guy at a party that you're just like oh yeah like that's fine I can do whatever but like they don't seem to have anything deeper going on and neither one of them has any clue she went into like super sales mode where she's like I assure you I would not have you here on this boat with me at fantasy suites unless I really yeah. saw a future with you and then she's like and I told I your told- parents the exact same thing and it's like first of all of course you did why yeah, why would- improve anything and, and, and I also told your parents it's like okay then she's like so the monster I am I built this up to really make you feel like I am taking this like the biggest fucking deal in the world Avon I am falling in love with you and then he's like I'm falling in love with you deeper. And first of all, it's like, that's for damn sure. Even though for both of you, this is like, you guys don't know each other. Like, you know what I mean? even says like, like, it's so not normal to say I'm falling in love with you. And it's so not normal to say I'm falling in love with you deeper. Like, what even is that? You know, right. like, you're going to compete. That- no, I'm falling in love with you more. It was such a like fake thing to say. The only thing is like, okay, maybe we missed some big scene between the two of them when they really bonded and like, we didn't get to see that, but like, it still doesn't explain why these conversations are like so different from the one she's having with like Tino or even Zach, where it's like, no, I want to be with you. You right. like, I like you. Whereas these two are just like, our relationship is working. So you're getting to know each other on this show where people are here to get to know each other. Yeah, we should have been doing that like weeks ago. One more thing to say <gasps> that actually really cut me to the core. She literally, at the end of their date, obviously they fuck. She's like, he's the whole package. It's like, okay, Rachel, that's cool. I would have done the same thing. But then she's like kissing him afterwards. Don't forget, I'm falling in love with you. First of all, uh, Rachel, talk about projecting. You're talking to yourself. The only person that's going to forget yeah. that you're falling in love with him is literally you the minute you go on your next date who with someone that you already said that you were in love with. So fuck you. But it's then giving it's like, Clayton vibes. It's giving right. Clayton vibes. Let me that, reassure you as let me reassure you as hard as I can that I'm falling. When someone says they're falling, that is what happened last season. He said to them, I'm I'm he ready to say them. I'm falling in love with you in a big dramatic way. Made it a real thing. I need you to know this. I need you. And then actually she also said the exact same thing that Clayton said, which was she realized that, you know, she only had a limited time to go deeper with these people. And so she wanted to make sure that while she had the opportunity to tell them how she feels, she does. That's exactly what Clayton said. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure, you know, don't forget, don't forget. It's like, why? So that this hurts more in the end. Like, why would you say that to him? Why would you, even if you really feel that he's going to have sex with you regardless, if you want to, that's where you get the difference between the guys and the girls is like, she doesn't even have to do that. Okay. Clayton maybe had to say something to them to get them to like, go for Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Even probably, I don't want to like, you know, judge, but like, straight dude, you know, hanging out. You could find out everything you want to know about these guys without saying you love them and still come out looking like the good guy. His mom has a nose ring. He's down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we don't know if they like went all the way or like what happened. Obviously she seems to have seen something exciting, but you know, you don't need to tell him you love him. Doubling down on, don't forget I love you. Don't forget I love you. <laughs> when you say you're falling in love with someone as as Clayton did to them, you assume it's going in the direction of I love. It's like I, I'm falling in love with you, but I stopped falling in love with you. It's like, 
okay. Right. <laughs> like that's not like when you're on the fall, when you're on the way down and on until you, down. I wanted everyone to say, I love you to me. And then pretend that I wasn't saying, I, it's just like, what are you doing, Rachel? Like, yeah. why do you need to literally do exactly what you're saying that you don't want to do? Like, even with Avon, she's like right before, like they were making it on the boat and she's like in the, the one-on-one to the camera. And she's like, I'm thinking a lot about the, what happened with Clayton and I'm really being cautious because I don't want what happened last time to happen. And then I realized like, I'm in control of this week and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And it's like, okay, so fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Thousand percent. You're a jerk. You're an inauthentic and jerk. This is where it gets, and we can discuss this more, but this is where the show does get a little bit annoying because like, if a guy did that, like they would like be torn apart and now they're right. going to somehow try and like defend these women because like feminism, whatever. And I'm a feminist I've been a feminist before it was cool to be a feminist but like at the same time you can't be like oh this guy can do it but like and it's awful and it hurts us and blah 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 and then a girl can't because like well it, I'll say what I mean when we get to Gabby and Eric because well, it's like it's, it's like basically it's like it's when we're talking about like feminism and equality we're not actually talking about equality for everyone to act like an asshole we're talking about equality for yeah. everyone to be treated with the same rules I mean, sometimes I'm talking about equality for everyone to act like an asshole. Like I think like women should be able to get away with the stuff that men are able to get away with, but on the same card, then you can't act like a victim when this guy screws you over and then do the exact same thing. Actually, it's kind of worse if you've already had it done to you and then you go do it to someone else. Either you do it and then you say, I was wrong about my judgment before. And this behavior that I'm doing where I'm acting like an asshole actually isn't acting like an asshole. And he wasn't acting like an asshole. And you reframe the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. You got everyone's allowed it. to fuck people in fantasy suites. I don't mean like not everyone's allowed to act like an asshole, but I mean, it's like, if you do the exact same thing Clayton does and you're not an asshole, then Clayton's not either. That actually is equality. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Okay, next we had Johnny's date, which is top to bottom cringe. Every word that he says is like rife with Freudian slips where he's indicating that everything is wrong. I mean, the way he was describing her, you're the funniest girl I ever hung out with. And then you can see him really (laughs) not thinking where she's like, I can't believe we're like almost done, whatever. Like, you know, it's gone so fast. And he's like, at times it feels like, like being back at the mansion was yesterday. At other times, I feel like it's never ending. And it's like, wait, you feel like actually it's ending next week. And then she's like, like ah ha 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 like you're trapped here with me on this boat pressuring you for an engagement ah ha 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 after hanging out for a few weeks ah ha ha cool to hang out with you but like they cut to her I pray that this was from another episode that they're just like fancy editing to make it more of a robust episode or more painful there's no one that really gets me like Johnny does and he's really taught me to trust people it's like bitch you don't even want to be there yeah, like he is trying so hard to give you a hint right now so that you break yeah. up with him because he can't even do it. And Johnny gives her that typical line. He, he said the thing that I think is like the like, like, I think if we find out that Johnny meets someone that he ends up getting engaged to on Paradise, remember that I said this because yeah. it's the typical thing that you say to the girl that you don't marry or the girl that comes right before you get engaged, which is like, you make me want to be a better man. But in the breakup, that is the thing men say when they just don't want to marry you, but they actually realize they do want marriage. You know, we're ending in a little over a week and he's like, that's hard to think about. I mean, I'm honestly shocked that we've been talking about it. It's so quick. And I just, I don't know if I want (laughs) to drag you through another fake week with me or whatever. So it's like, he basically brought her to hometowns just to break up with her. Right. It's, It's crazy that he didn't just like give her a hint of this earlier because it really seems like he genuinely just like doesn't like her at all. 
I hope it would be you at the end one way or another. How about it is like, yeah, you're going to be friends in the end one way or the other. I mean, what what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, you could walk away with him right now if it's one way or the, or the other. Like he can't even imagine getting engaged. Can't no. even imagine like probably calling her his girlfriend exclusively. Right. And it's like, here's the thing. If you're going to go on this show, I think there needs to be an unwritten agreement that when we say engaged at the end, we're talking about an agreement that for two years, we're going to at least pretend to be engaged and then cash out when we own the ring. The likelihood of them working out is very low, but it's not about the engagement. It's about the ability to get an asset together. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too, with Jason, like they, it was like so cringe because she was like, really excited and not like getting his taking the hints at all he gets spooked and does not want to get engaged at all he's yeah, but not it's in like, love yet but it's like for both johnny and jason they didn't all of a sudden get spooked from the beginning they knew that they were not here for an engagement yeah exactly i think jason was a little bit more into gabby than than johnny was i think johnny like got along with gabby and they were like buddies so i thought that until the morning after conversation. What are his therapy appointments like? Like, that's what I would like to say. I was like, (laughs) I know he said it's like done wonders for him and stuff. And I'm like, but how do you even get the feelings out at all? Like, you don't seem like, I'm so curious. Okay. He did the typical guy thing and came back to her and was like, wait, 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 wait. I think you misunderstood. I would like to keep dating you after this, but I'm not ready for an engagement but I really have feelings for you. I'm not saying this is over. I don't want this to be the end of us. I'm just saying that I don't want to get engaged to you just yet. I think we have a lot of getting to know each other to do. And then she was like, okay, I feel way better. Do you want to go to the overnight suite with me and just like actually have some real conversation behind closed doors? I'm sure that he was thinking, yeah, let's fuck one time before we you know, never see each other again. And instead it sounds like what happens based on that. Cause then after the date, they have like this really dramatic montage where they show like the bed hasn't even been touched and like no food is being made. And like this house has no life to it. They didn't even sleep there last night. And like, and then they're in this conversation and she's basically saying like, I just want to acknowledge, you don't have to say sorry, but like you did lead me on. And like, it's, it sounded to me like in their off cameras time that he was like, actually saying like I'm not even down to like date like it sounded like he was not interested in a relationship with her at all yeah that's the thing like because they must have talked about I would imagine they go back to the fantasy suite and she's like listen we don't have to really be engaged it's like we we would spend a couple years thinking about getting married like she's got to like really talk about it the funny thing that she said too was a future with Jason would be full of surprises you know, his lack of interest in her, like his kind of too coolness is what was, she was so, it was an ego thing. She wanted him to just like yeah. her as much as like, she like, she wanted to know if he liked her too. And it's like, actually he doesn't, but I feel for cancer moon Eric's heart during that whole thing, because it's like, stop ruining what you have with him. You already said, I love you. Then, then you're going to actually even entertain the notion. She definitely said it the first episode. So they have this amazing date. And then And then before she goes out with Jason, they have this embarrassing interaction where she should have just, she should have just not acted like an asshole. But Leo Moon, she had to like get in her fucking ego and like, it's my choice. It's my choice. It's like, actually, bitch, none of the other guys even fucking like you. And you're going to be eating your words when you actually broke this man's heart. Like he's actually saying the whole second episode, I was so insensitive. When in fact, he's the only one that said any shot this whole time. And she has been negging him from day one she should have given him the first impression rose she gave it to mario the bad kisser like lol like she literally has been so in love with him the whole time she's 
he's the only one who even got close to her remotely. She met his dying father and she's wept in his arms a number of times and said, like, I'm not like, I think it's a matter of like her insecurity is showing because she actually is having the experience of like, I don't know if I'm actually good enough for you, I think is what's I think so. She's an idiot. Like she said at the beginning of the day, like, I'm really excited for for Eric to actually like treat me like I'm his girlfriend, like for the first time. And it's like, well, you know what? He did that. If he was your boyfriend and you were about to go on a date with two guys who low key were about to dump you anyway, he might say, please don't fuck them. How could he do this to me? And it's like, how could you do this to him? Yeah. Like, I just feel like no one loves me. It's like, well, obviously this guy's pretty into you. If he's like jealous, not that that like, right. it shouldn't be like jealous and possessive is what showed. Like I no, get but it. Actually, whatever, but he, was, he wasn't even jealous. He wasn't even being jealous or possessive. What he was doing was what she said that she wanted someone to do, which is treat me like I'm actually your girlfriend. If, if that yeah. was actually your girlfriend, you would say, I just want to be on the same page that I fucking love you. This is eating me up. If she, she wants to date someone who doesn't care, who actually keeps their mouth shut when they're hurt that she's fucking other people and she doesn't even get the opportunity to like fuck you gabby you deserved both of them to dump you because you were acting so fucking leo mood in leo moon in your ego i want it to be my choice i want to know that they're yeah. really in love with me you're missing the crying gorgeous man holding you yeah like i get she's saying like he's trying to pressure me and that that's like that is difficult when you feel like someone's trying to like emotionally manipulate you or something but at the same time like he sh- should also be able to explain so I feel like it's what he was trying to do and also like isn't this exactly what we all said Susie should have done from the he was like I can stop this train right now I need to make sure she knows I'm uncomfortable with this I'm not saying I'm not going to be with you but at least I'm like getting the point across which also like isn't that insane okay yes you want to like get to know all the these other guys guess what you can also do that when you're not on freaking tv and like no one needs to find out about it and you could just like get away with it but like now you're going to look like a complete asshole and you have to do it all like one after the next. It's kind of gross. And he's just going to tell you, I'm not comfortable with this. And then you're like freaking out on the guy. And then it really fucking hurt me to my soul when their big I love you scene where she's like, you're the only one here. I loved it. I thought it was really beautiful. I believe in their love. I actually think she's loved him the whole time, but it hurt me. He's thinking she chose me. When actually she didn't, she didn't, and she could have, and she should have. That's the whole Eric thing. But they did have a big I love you that was beautiful. I loved her outfit. And he was wearing a good blout fit. He looked so cute. They both looked so, a blout fit, full blue. They Yeah, they both (laughs) just looked very cute, very in love. But yeah, I, I hope that some of those confessionals were old. I don't know. I just feel really like sad that, like, how dare she tell you that she loves you and then go even go on the dates with other people. Like the thesis of this whole thing, Gabby, is that you should actually only be saying, I love you to one person. And so if you're not going to choose that for yourself, then you're going to pick two guys that are going to just do that for you. And so I hope you're okay with the results, but shame on you for trying to get anything out of either of the other two. When you already know that you told this lovely man whose father is dying that you love him. What the fuck's right. wrong with you? You obviously were able to figure out if he was really the one or what it was. Just go with it. Just go with it. I also feel like for Rachel, that's why they put, I think that's why they put Avon first with Rachel because she didn't have the night with either Tyler or Tino who are arguably the actual front runners or we thought were the actual front runners. And Wait, did you say Tyler? You mean Zach? I mean, Zach, LOL, LOL, LOL. I mean, Zach. I don't know yeah. why I'm getting all their names wrong. Oh, because Mercury's about to go retrograde. That's why. But it's like, uh-huh. it's like, like, I think she put, I think they put the order for Rachel 
in very specific order because it was like, like, right. I agree with Gabby where it's like, she's going to break up with the other two. Let's just let her have like the, the date of her dreams so that, you know, then we get some reaction out of her when obviously it doesn't work out or we, you know, we get some drama out of it where she's doing what we're yelling about her doing. And now we got a whole podcast out of it or whatever. Right. The more hurt that they can incur on the, on the contestants, the better, right. LOL. But then with (laughs) Rachel, I feel like it was like even first, because then she has just full permission to just fuck him because she hasn't actually said, I love you to Tino yet, which she was obviously going to do. And then of course, putting Zach last, put it all in perspective where she was like, well, I already fucked Avon and told him I'm falling in love with him. I already told Tino that I actually love you. And they said, I love you a, a trillion times, basically confirming that that's the winner. She gets to Zach and she is, I mean, okay, let's She's give it to it. Zach. She's yeah. over. That was, that was more painful than, than Johnny and Jason. Yeah. He was literally blindsided and you can tell she just like played along with it until they got behind. I mean, it seems like she played along with the date, whatever they did tarot cards, love. And then, I mean, it was a very friend zone kind of date. You could kind of see that she was not as into it anymore, but then like, she obviously just like took the mask off during the fantasy suite and like read him the riot act or something. I don't, I don't know. No, what no, happened. no. I wish I'll we tell could you what happened. That. Wait, I'll tell yeah, you, no, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. What he, what he said to Jesse at the end is she behind closed doors when it came down to it, you know, I thought that we were going to have all those conversations about, you know, like politics and like, you know, how we want to raise our kids and like what, you know, the details of like how this actually works moving forward. And she was completely focused, obsessed. All she could talk about is how does he really think he's ready for an engagement? Don't don't you think you're too young for an engagement? Zach, actually, Zach this whole time has been the only one that has been crystal clear that he is ready for an engagement and wants an engagement. And you're the same age. He's 25. He's 25, the same age that you were when you were in your fantasy suites, obviously ready to decide to get engaged. But then further, we have their charts. He's she's she's 26, but she's only a few months older than him. Like it's not like she's not even a year older than him. They're the same age. They would have been in the same grade in school. Oh my God. That's so So, funny. So I don't think that she took the mask off. And I think that's what he was saying that when he was talking about the authenticity, I think she put it on hardcore. And I think she is, I think it it shows her character, which is that like in front of the cameras, she is performing as this, like her, the part she chose for herself is as this like Pollyanna sweet girl, like, you know, I'm falling in love with all of these men when in reality, behind closed doors, she's actually like, okay, cameras are off. Like, I, I am not going to be an honest, authentic person and have a real conversation with you about my feelings. I don't respect you or us enough for that. I'm going to try to troll. It's very Pisces Libra. Like I'm going to try to flip this so that I get to still be the good guy. And I'm going to actually make it seem like the problem is that you're not ready for an engagement, which again, nothing but projection. Remember, I love you. She's right. Like she wouldn't have had that conversation on camera because she knows that that's like, like it wouldn't have sold to people. Right. You can't have that as a part of the storyline because his character has been like, you are the future misses of my life, period. Yeah, exactly. The thing, and what's funny, like, I don't know, what's interesting about her too, is like, there's been little moments where she has like the sass and the fire and like, like most of the time she is like Disney princess, like 
with the Disney princess voice, like Meghan Markle, who I think is also a Libra moon, right? Yes, she is. Yes, exactly. So like, that's who she's been like the whole time. But then there's been a moment or two where she's okay with like flipping on the guys and being like, I will not tolerate this. Like, no, we don't do it that way, blah, blah, blah. And when she was talking to Zach, she was like, oh my God, my parents like shout at each other all the time or like something like that. I'd love to see like Clayton watching this right now. Has there been a statement from Clayton? Because like, if I were him, I would be so fucking annoyed. I would be like, yeah, you be bitch. Like, yeah, like seriously. Justice I, for Clayton. I, I wonder if we ever got a birth time from her because I do think she could be Scorpio rising because she clearly just like thinks she's getting away with this completely and is just like, no. I mean, listen, she will get away with it because that's the way the franchise like pigeonholes people into certain characters. Sure. And I don't think that they're going to hold her accountable for this BS at all well and I actually I really like that I think because not only do I think she could absolutely I think Scorpio Rising is the guest for her because actually she's in costume we know that she's not really acting like her true self you know that's for sure the other piece of it is that if she's a Scorpio Rising that would mean that her moon is in the 12th house which is maybe the only way that her behavior would even be remotely tolerable or make sense because if her moon is in the 12th house that would mean that she like on an unconscious level doesn't really fully see not only what she's doing, but what her psychological unconscious need to feel safe is actually doing to the way she's being in relationships. Like she's acting a little unconscious. And in fact, if she were a Scorpio rising, she would be, that would make sense. Yeah, that's why I think I I think that she because I and I don't think she's like a wholly bad person or anything like that. I think there's parts of her that are like this sugary and nice and stuff. But at well, the I same think time, she's it's just like, young. I think she's just young. Yeah. like she just doesn't know what's going on really yet. Yeah, but like for her to say like, oh, like all my parents do at home is like raise their voices at each other and yell at each other, and it's like, so you must have some of that in you, I would totally. think. But like instead, you just talk like a princess the whole time like you know what I mean like it's just like where's that part like we saw that part when Clayton like screwed you over but like you know I I, it just and like when somebody screwed you over but let me tell you though let me tell you where that part is it's the part of her Libra moon where when he screwed her over and then she stayed like Gabby was like I'm out of here and Rachel stayed like Rachel was like no there's still hope that makes sense like not only Libra Moon is she kind of responsible for keeping the peace in her house she's responsible for trying to balance out the drama between her parents if it's in the 12th house it would also make sense because she's almost like playing the role of like spirit guide on some level and also Aries in the sixth house would make her flying make sense she wants to just go up and do her own thing like solo dolo and that's part of how she actually like this distraction that she does this leadership thing that she does to be a pilot and fly and follow her dreams actually is something that brings the family together so that would make sense like she also was kind of down to ignore the reality of what was going on and say like hey look I come from a dysfunctional place like I know that like just because I'm in you know, emotional anguish and deep pain because you have not chosen me. Maybe there's still a chance that you'll change your mind. Like she's actually, there's something about her that is willing to hold on through. Yeah. And that is very Scorpio rising. Yeah. I like that guess. 
I, I would love if we could get the time and figure it out. Cause I really, I mean, that's, but that's what I think that's what I said on like one of the first episodes that we did last year too. Cause it stuck mm. with me. Cause I kept being in my mind, like, oh yeah, that's cause she's scorp rising. And then I was like, no, she's not. We don't know that. I don't actually know that. No, but I um, think what we've learned also is that you and your sister's intuition are spot on. So I actually think like, let's have that on record. And if we ever get a birth time from her, like, I can't wait to find out you're fucking right. The other thing that, that would make sense. And like about that, I'm Scorpio rising. So like, I, right. you know. Real recognize real, real recognize yeah. real. And I exactly. also think that because- Or in that case, fake recognize <laughs> fake. recognize fake, LOL. <laughs> wow, you have grown so much though because that's a, that's the South Node moving through your first house because at least you're willing to admit that. Rachel, take a clue, oh, yeah. get a clue, take the hint. Take the clue. Let Casey be your guide in how to reestablish your Scorpio secret dominance by actually first and foremost expressing- that yeah, you have maybe been acting like a phony, you little a manipulator. Phony. The power is in authenticity is the big secret. If she is a Scorpio rising, it also makes sense because that would put her second house. I don't know if it's the beginning of her second house or what. We'd have to know the degree, but it puts somewhere in her second house in Sagittarius, which basically is the energy of like of like freedom and flying and you know adventure. Mm. And so that's really what she values. <sighs> right. Isn't that kind of where your like business? The second house is like your money in the bank and like what makes you feel rich, what you value, what it is that you need to feel that you have enough resources. And so for her, resources equals freedom and the ability to get out of the heavy and go fly and yeah. be free and have an adventure. That's what her, that's her, that's her money in the bank. Okay. We need, we need to figure it out. The other thing I was going to say too, what's interesting is just like in terms of them deciding Clayton was the villain and then like holding him accountable for all his actions in a way that I don't think they're going to do for rate to Rachel and Gabby. And I mean, Gabby, you know, I think that was a minor slip up and I think overall, hopefully she'll have a good rest of the season, but it was kind of bullshit. This whole thing with Rachel is like the way that she treated Zach is like crazy and cringe. Yeah. It kind of the the difference of how they'll treat men and women in this situation like almost implies that like women don't have the power to like do something like that, whereas mm. men like so clearly can easily manipulate women. So it's so mean when they do that. But like for a woman for a woman to do it, it's like ah, like that didn't really happen. We're just going to ignore that because probably the guy was being like a jerk too. But like it just is an interesting. Well, it's but- interesting that they always paint the guy leads. Not mm-hmm. always, but a lot more often they can get them into trouble and right. the girls frequently do similar things, but like they don't get into trouble about it as well. Much. And I, well, I think in this season, especially because, because there are two bachelorettes, they're basically, they're just like validating each other and cheering each other on. And so we're not getting like a lot of that cast reflection time. I mean, the whole season to be fair to all of the contestants does seem hilariously expedited. And it does seem like this went really fast, even though yeah. for Johnny, it went really long and it's still going and it's never going to end. LOL. But like, I feel like the other piece here is that it's like for a woman to do that, there's also the, it's like what you're saying at the beginning, there's the ability for the woman, the narrative to be, it's not like you did this fucked up thing. It's like, I'm empowered and I get to choose. So it's like, you don't even get into the conversation of what you did was fucked up because it's like, no, when you sign up for the bachelor or the bachelorette, we get to be in charge of our journeys and what we do with ourselves. And it's like, okay, hell yeah, be empowered. But like, you know, I think you're right. Like, yeah, it, it's not sustainable because it's a guy, for your it's like, relationship it, overall. Right, like, right. like that's the problem with this is like the whole thing gives this one person all the power. And then like, 
they get upset when the other person kind of views it as a normal relationship. But in the end, what you're going to do is go into the real world as a normal relationship. So actually like for you to just act like I have all this power and I should use it. It's like, wow. So interesting what people do with power when they have it. Well, and how it like just automatically makes you completely and totally blind to what you're doing, how you're coming across. Like the fact that neither of them actually had any reservations about like even for Gabby to be weeping over the fact that she never got to the I love you place with the other two when she had already said it to another person is so counterintuitive to what she should have learned from the last season. Yeah. Why would you be up? Why wouldn't you say, thank you, God, this is what I actually asked for and committed to. Yeah, that's what's crazy. And her inability, I do think it's very human, but I I think her inability to actually acknowledge what was in front of her and see what was in front of her, it's so hurtful. I I would just be so hurt if I were him and she's going, maybe I actually just will leave here alone. It's like, what did he do other than do exactly what you asked him to do? that would actually how dare you say that and then how dare you say that and then in the preview for next episode be upset that he says maybe let's just date for a while and not get married it's like last episode you were saying even though these other two guys dumped me maybe my person isn't here and you've already said i love you like fuck you right that's when it becomes like a power thing more so than like a this is the person i want to be with no matter what kind of thing Totally. It's like you're you're actually cheapening what you have for your own like Capricorn insecure need to like look like you. It was your choice. It was Capricorn sun and um, Capricorn Leo. sun and Leo moon can be like a little bit prideful and can be a little bit like it was my choice and I had the status and I was enough that everybody loved me and I got to choose and I got to be the the I got to fuck everybody and choose. It's like you don't get to do that, especially after the game that you've been talking And it is a, it's like a little crazy too, that like all of this is going on and like this man's like dad is dying. Right. Like, it's like, have a little perspective. Like how dare, right. For Gabby, even to give him as hard a time as she did on the bridge is like, all she needed to do was extend a little bit of the compassion that he's extended to her this entire time. Right. Right. And like, I think like he literally held you when you were crying. Like, why can't you just do the same thing for him in that moment? Right. Like he's just feeling feelings and saying he loves you. Isn't that what you fucking want? Yeah. Like, ugh. <sighs> I mean, okay. the one, the one big good win that I will say is that Gabby is on the next season of dancing with the stars. Yes. And I'm really fucking excited. This will be the first one that I've tuned into in a while. Just to see our girl motherfucking crush. I think Gabby being introduced as well as Teresa Judice. Oh my God. Wow. 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 Yeah. We, we, we might have to cover that as well in our reality. And Wayne TV Brady. Okay. Yeah. We're definitely watching and we're going to follow it. We're going to track it here on the space trash. Love it. Trash Love Nation. It. We have to, we actually have to, as part of the contract of trash Learn nation content. And if Gabby's <laughs> there, we have to be there. If look, Casey ran the marathon with Tasha. If if she's doing Dancing with the Stars, we can do that from home. We got to be there, okay? So it's like- That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like I'm really happy for her because no matter what ends up happening, you know, over the course of the next few months or whatever, I think us getting a chance and her getting a chance to really be loved for not like, am I lovable or am I pretty enough to date or am I cool enough to date, whatever- Actually, what you are is a professional dancer. And it's not only are you a nurse, but you're actually a professional uh, 
dancer. Like she's actually on the dance team of the Denver Broncos. She's done a ton of stuff. I was listening to her dance resume. I was like doing some deep diving, right, which on her. they like, like never even brought up. Like right. they got to, I, I'm pretty sure Rachel got to do some like flying thing, but they didn't right. do anything with Gabby about any of that stuff. Right. We talk about Rachel is a pilot every fucking episode. And we just don't even think about what Gabby does other than like, she's not lovable rough around the edges and has like issues with her mom, but she's really funny. Like, we, like actually Gabby's yeah. career is fucking dope in every single way. And I think her getting the credit that she is due for being as exceptional as she is and like letting that leo moon really just be like clapped for and loved and received is i think in general it's it's all very healing for her oh my god that's awesome yeah you're so right i'm so excited to watch her yeah she's gonna be great she should go pretty far considering her background i can't wait to see her i think i think she's gonna be like uh, yeah i I think she's gonna crush yeah god i love that show Mm -hmm. i can't wait I don't know if she necessarily has um, chemistry with her partner, Val. Well, I don't know. How do you know? Did you see anything? No, I just know him from like the other episodes. Like, I'm, I'm just curious, like just knowing the two of them, I just don't know if they like together have chemistry, but oh. if they do, it'll be like steamy. Oh yeah. She's with Val. I know Val. You know, I think that we, what we really need to do, wait, is he the one that was married to Hayden Pianeteri? He's the, he's um, the Ukrainian. I don't know. Okay, I'll come back. We'll find out about that. But I I just know him from the show. I don't I'm I going follow. to Google. Hang on. I'm actually gonna Google this really, really quickly. I do need to know. Yeah, he, that's who Hayden Panteri was married to. She has she has children oh. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were together from 2009 to 2011 and then again from 2013 to 2018. So that's a real twin Ooh. flame or or karmic partner situation there where they just had a lot to get through, a lot to heal from the past lives. So funny now that everybody that does Dancing with the Stars is like wearing those like face shields to hide. When did when did Dancing with the Stars cast become as fucking hot button issue as the masked singer? Why would we not reveal oh, who I the know. cast was? What the fuck? It must be like a social media. I think it's just a social media like campaign, you know? I guess it's just like, okay, okay, you guys like keep it a secret. It's like, I mean, there's nothing but create excitement <gasps> as people find out. <clears throat> what? And Selma Blair too. Wow. Now that I actually already have anxiety about. Same. Yeah. Wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Iconic, but how but is like how, specifically how? struggling with MS? Yes. Also. And, and Vinny Guadagnino. Okay. Now that's fun. Yes, that's very fun. He and Teresa, you know, we got a good Jersey yeah. representation in here, actually. And, and, and Eric's from Jersey. So we really are going Jersey strong right now. In the oh, collection. my God. So good. To you be love to see it. Fucking really do. And we live it every single day. So Jersey strong, Jersey power to everyone out there. Be a little more Jersey today if, if you know what's good for you. Um, yeah. And I guess uh, what was the la- I think I guess that's it. Is there anything else? Um that. I think we left oh, it. Oh, we left no. it on the ro- oh, no. rose ceremony. Wait. Wait, two things, two things. No, we didn't. Last thing. First of all, the way that Gabby was found out was that she was like walking in and out of the dance studio with her mask on, but her keychain says Gabby in big bubble letters. LOL. <laughs> so I just thought that was cute. What a funny, what a funny way to get busted. Like such a Leo Moon that her keychain's like Gabby. Um, and like Leo Moon, it had to like seep out of her, even though she technically was doing everything right. She covered her face, but it's like, no, bitch, unless you're, unless your keys are in your fanny pack, you're wearing your name. Like it's a, like it's a label. So LOL. The other piece is we didn't talk about Tino's date. Shit. So basically right. it so he wasn't was even really that sweaty. Yeah. He was really sweaty. They go out on horses. He basically reassures her that her parents, his parents are going to love her. They just don't like the show, but like, trust me, it's all again, gaslighting. He should have said, even if they don't, I'm with you, you're the one. And yeah, 
then they obviously fucked. And then they both literally said, I love you point blank, flat out why she had to then even, I think that's why the date with Zach was uncomfortable. Chino, she could say it with, because she still was like, well, I technically have permission. Cause I didn't officially say I love you, even though I actually think she did. Um, but then she fucked Tino. They basically, I'm sure when the cameras were off, had a conversation that was like, I choose you. Like they, but they said, I love you the whole time. And I think it, it I think it was clear that it was serious. And then yeah. she felt guilty when she went out with Zach, because at that point she knew she already fucking used her one. I love you chip on Avon. That was sort of like the bonus round. She said, I love you point blank, you know, I think she assured all of us and Tino that he obviously is the winner. And then she just felt guilty about Zach. But um, on the date, the one thing Tino said that I just thought was sort of stupid was he was like, I actually don't need to fuck anyone else. And it's like, Tino, you don't even have the opportunity to, okay? It's like, slow your roll. Like, not only do you not need to fuck anybody else, but like, you are like going to so be obviously just, the next week. Yeah, exactly. It's so obviously like just him being like, don't you feel the same wink wink right Right. and it's like I'm not I look at me like don't I deserve a big slap on the back because I'm not banging anyone else it's like no like but that's not gonna work with her she's just gonna pretend well no I disagree no 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 I think it did work with her and I think that's why she doesn't fuck Zach Oh, probably. Like, I think that's why she can't keep the game up that she's falling in love with all of them and really fully go all Clayton on them all out. I think that she actually. You think if you think if Zach came before Tino in the dates, this would have a different result? I think she was going to fuck all three of them. I'm honestly shocked the producers didn't put Tino last. No, I think they did it on purpose because they they were going to waste her first fucking and I love you with someone that she obviously is down to fuck and like pretend to fall in love with but that actually is obviously not going to win and that there's really no like difficulty there's no like tension in the space with them whatsoever you know then then she had the date with Tino where she felt the difference between falling in love with and actually being (laughs) in love they say I love you he says I'm not gonna sleep with anybody else then I think she would have fucked Zach except that I think that's, I think with Tino, not only was the, I love you more serious, but then it's like, I don't need to fuck anyone else. And then Rachel playing her little mind games, like Libra moon, like technically I did what you said. Like you said, we're not fucking anybody else. And so I didn't fuck someone after you said that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that exactly. she was so, actually, so it's all good. yeah, I yeah. think that she was trying to say like, I didn't know you felt that way, but so Avon was before you so that I get away with it. And the producers knew that. And that the minute that Tino said, hey, but for the record, remember, I have a mean dad. You have a mean dad. Don't fucking cross me, bitch. I think that he was like, I don't need to fuck (laughs) other people. And she was like, "Okay, yeah, cool. And he's like, I love you, Rachel. And she's like, I love you. I really do. And then after that, it was like, "Okay, he won the show. Yeah, exactly. But apparently, I mean, she's just going to just go down next weekend. Well, right. So it's so funny because there was going to be the rose ceremony thing and the conversation with Zach. But then like Jesse, as if we don't think this is pre-taped, is like, we all need a minute we all need a minute to like settle down or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he was really like, we, we need to respect what these girls have been going through, uh, you know, in order to actually receive it all and take it in. And we need all, oh, we all yeah, need I know breather. that was so like, what? silly. What? Like, come on, like, just say like, this is a cliffhanger. We got to keep you going for two more weeks. Yeah. We're just going to show you the preview for next week now and make it extra long. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was so strange. I think that about wraps it up, right? We got we got finale part one Tuesday. Yes. September 13th. We got finale part two Tuesday, September 20th. And then 
Oh, after the final rose special is also Tuesday, September 20th. Okay, I thought so that was going to be. <clears throat> they've switched us to Tuesdays. Well, it's Monday. I don't know. They have. They have. You're right. Yeah. This, oh, probably because Monday night football. Or... Oh, maybe. But I feel like this two-part episode was basically like the bridge. This was our fantasy suites where it's like the bridge to the next phase, bridge. which is now we're on Tuesdays. Right. Because that's when Bachelor. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Paradise is going to be two, which is weird because wow. Dancing with the Stars isn't even on ABC now. So I literally think it is Disney because of football. Plus. I think football is the right answer. It's probably football. God mm-hmm. damn it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but you know what? Keep pumping out that football because I do think it brings us some of our favorite Bachelor contestants. And actually, oddly enough, I was watching some or it was on TV at my aunt's and I was I realized that whatever was on TV, I recognized the voice and I look up and actually I realized that Jesse is not just like some bullshit pretty boy ex-football player. Actually, he's a very good and highly talkative uh, professional radio. Like he, he does, oh. uh, he's a TV personality that does sports coverage. So I didn't oh. realize that. And I was like, oh, that's who he is. That's why he got this job. Because I was like, that what makes is sense. he like? He's a bachelor that didn't actually find love on the show. And he doesn't really bring much to the table here. Like, I don't understand why he's like the pick. And it's like, oh, he's the pick for the boyfriends. He's a famous, aside from being in the NFL in the past, he's a famous, he's a currently a working like sports analysis, TV personality. Yeah, like he he can read off the cue cards. He can like yeah, he's he's a, some small talk. Like he's a, he's an actively working professional sports announcer or whatever. So it's like, yeah. oh, this is not only a good hire because he actually does have a draw for the men, but also this is what he does for a living. He's a host, or he's a he's a, he talk he speaks on TV like professionally. That makes sense. I do mm-hmm. like him. I yeah, do like he's him grown on me. Actually, he's grown on me. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. well, I look forward to seeing the most explosive episode that we could possibly <laughs> see ever in our lifetimes that will literally change everything. Is it another cruise? We will find out. But that cruise will change <laughs> your life. Lol. Tune in next week. Trashlings. The Pisces full moon. Please welcome our pregnant ass, uh, Nicole. <laughs> What's the Pisces full moon astrology? I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, let's talk about it because it's not just the full moon. It's Mercury retrograde, right? Beginning a whole season of retrogrades and the queen just died. Remember at the beginning of the, the Scorpio Taurus eclipse, we had that big moon yule about the changing of the guard in the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And here we are right before eclipse season and we got a queen who's a Taurus and a king now who's a scorpio sun south node north node moon in taurus in the 10th house charles and it's all just faded in karma and anyway 
Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, very interesting, you know, timing to release that news. And here we are watching like the end of the Pluto. Also, LOL, Nicole, release that news. She died. I'm pretty sure she's dead. I don't think she's living forever. I don't think we got there yet in our... I think she is dead. I think she's dead. Yeah, I do think she's Her hands were literally ready to explode. It was over. (laughs) She's like been holding on that cane a little bit too damn long. Yeah, and they they knew it was coming, right? I mean, like yeah. like something that was like out of the blue. <laughs> no, it actually was like no. Mo- Molly did a whole space trash episode where she was like, "Everybody, we need to prayer that she lives until June, so that we can have a day off in London and celebrate the Queen's seventieth anniversary on the throne jubilee." They they were just doing it for a day off, but we all prayed, <laughs> and she made it right. So now we're here. We're but yeah, she was old as hell. Okay, bye. Full moon in Pisces, which has to do a lot with endings, right? This is the last zodiac sign after all so we're dealing with these transcendental endings this space in between that could also be a beginning called a womb which i always like to reference pisces as that womb energy because it it really is right aries being something being born right a a life coming forth into the world very with like full of vigor and life but then really right and pisces though being it that that creation behind the scenes the imagination as we like to call it and knowing that we're having this full moon but on the opposite end we don't just have the sun in virgo we have venus in virgo so you know of course it makes sense to have some talking about music and talking about frequencies because this is what this is about and this is the full moon of release and releasing through just just the water right just just that process not necessarily an outcome or anything in else just the process but music is of course a language in its own and that's why it's such so captivating it's it's not just me it's not like you can have sound being thrown at you and it's not very pleasing but what does music need right it needs technicality it needs refinement it needs structure and that's what why on the other end of Pisces is Virgo, right? That Virgo energy brings the skill to the frequency, right? The actual fine tuning, it's the radio being built so you can actually channel now. And so in that same way, we're doing that. We're really taking that that in our own hands right now for this for this full moon. And realistically for this whole retrograde period and the rest of this Virgo season so keep that in mind you're fine-tuning your own channel how are you you know how skilled are you at that um how tapped in do you feel to your own flow and creativity and do you give yourself enough structures to to channel outward from and if your structures are all things that feel very much like just work you know and um yeah fine-tuning that channel and if it feels like just work though right because that's very much so a part of virgo energy uh you want to bring that element especially right now and today and tonight in the next few days of slowing down your mind since we are in this retrograde which just to talk on right because it's a lot um mercury retrograding in libra which has of course a lot to do with relationships as we know but just not all relationships there's this element of cold energy that comes through 
with Libra Mercury. And not just that, but Mercury is also going to visit Virgo. So we have this, we have this like critical dissecting, analyzing, finding the quality uh, in the junk, but having to be very like decisive, which is a little bit against the the Libra nature, right? Decisive about what needs to stay and what needs to go. And of course, the one of the interesting things about this, you know, Elizabeth passing away is that it's bringing up, like, I think it was Shani Nicholas on Instagram who brought it up, like, this has brought up this collective conversation on injustice in re- and in, in relations, right? And looking at the injustice of all of the relationships, not just collectively, though, on the planet, but within our own lives, right? So seeing that conversation be mirrored in our own life of, okay, uh, how do we rebalance the scales within the unfairness within our own relationships and which relationships are a little unfair another thing about libra that i i brought up earlier and i realize is i mean we're talking about partnership and support right so how do we give support and where does our support come from so this whole Virgo season with this retrograde is very much so really cutting the wheat from the chaff like taking what is growing and what is progressing which relationships are that and which ones are stuck in the past which the Mercury retrograde is going to bring up a lot we're going to see like certain people be on a loop with stuff in the past remember when this remember that blah 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 but sometimes when we're too nostalgic which could also be a thing for Pisces energy nostalgia when we're, when we're too nostalgic, we it's it could be a sign of, you know, not feeling like there's anything happening right now or not having a vision for your future. And so we want to pay attention to who can we truly create with, what kind of harmony and what kind of frequencies come together of the flow of the relationships that we're in. And we can release a lot of the ones that put us in a very a very chaotic state not even a sad state because sometimes what you got to realize is even a very sad song is well composed right so if someone takes the time out to compose something that is kind of depressing or angry right and elicits these strong emotions it doesn't mean that it's not right the strong emotions isn't the problem, right? Because we are in so many different strong emotions all the time. And actually, that's what we, th- those emotions is what is life is about. Without that intensity, it wouldn't be worth it. So even your anger and sadness and frustration and whatever can be very well composed. But when it sounds like static, when it sounds like chaos, when it sounds like, you know, you're disconnecting and there's nothing there, it it doesn't make sense. And it's bringing you out of your own tune and, and alignment, then we know it's not for you. And that's what you have to evaluate in all your, your relationships. That's what you have to evaluate in all your situations. 
what just doesn't work, right? If the if talking about timing, if the timing is right, even if it's like unexpected and even if it's you running into somebody you haven't seen in forever and now having a conversation that you just didn't expect that you didn't even know you needed and it brings up all of these these crazy feelings of the future and where you're going and the past and where you've been that's beautiful right and and pisces accepts the beauty in death accepts the beauty in change accepts the beauty in the darkness and the stillness while still allowing there to be this really godly and transcendental channel from the other side and if we're able to tap into that with our feelings and properly properly give thanks to each and every one of those feelings and that's something that I would suggest that you do tonight is like be thankful for the times that you want to run away from that timing of all of that still is so incredibly coincidental which there is no real coincidence it's it's timely and how is it timely and what is it showing you so it's an interesting energy to feel and be a part of right now as we're going into this season and and as we're also in shadow of Mars retrograde and we have six other planets retrograde right so we're feeling the big slowdown even though from now till October 30th we're still going to feel like we're all over the place right it could feel like you have too many options on your plate or too many invites or too many things to plan and as long as we are mentally addressing things as they come and giving it its right time and not not getting out of that focus like we do have to focus right and we do have to truly make well thought out decisions it could be harder because of the retrograde um and if we can get into alignment in these next few days when it comes to once again our feelings then we can go through this process of being focused and being deliberate and being precise with so much more, so much more flow without getting in our heads about everything that's going on. Because a lot of things could still come up, you know, after all, this energy in Virgo is going to be trining and already is the sun is literally trying Uranus retrograde, right? So and how do you define focus? How might we help support ourselves in focus? Yeah. So focus is being patient and focus is tending to one task at a time, which is what Virgo does best. And we have this tendency to like, you know, do the dishes. And while we're doing the dishes, remember that we need to take the chicken out the fridge to, <laughs> to thaw or whatever it is, like all of the little things that come up and we're like, okay, I got to do it now if I don't do it now. But if it's pulling you away from a task, ignore it, ignore it. Because if you can get your task done in completion as grounding, it's grounding, right? That's what it really is. And it's grounding yourself in each each thing that comes up so your mind could be racing and your mind could be telling you like we got to call this person we got to pick up the phone for this this is about not allowing yourself to to scroll on instagram while you know you should just turn it off for a second put it on sleep mode and finish the project online that you need to get done right complete writing your paper or whatever and 
or if you're on the phone, completely have the conversation that needs to be had. Another another thing with all of this air energy is there is so much conversation right now. I literally spent the whole day talking and it hasn't been like that in a while where it was like consecutive talking, talking, talking. And and just know with Mars and Gemini here and this full moon in Pisces is with Neptune, right? So we have the Neptune energy and even right now in this moment, it's conjunct, right? So Neptune is, even though it's in its home sign of Pisces, it gives this layer of extra, of extra sensory perception and sometimes confusion, utter confusion, especially if you're not tapped into your own channel, right? And remember, through the focus of like path, as simple as that may sound, you can find your most powerful channels. You can find your most powerful uh clarity points and information being sent to you and and ideas coming through and genius right can come through those moments if you're allowing yourself to focus one on one thing after the next and be methodical in that way there's a lot of magic that comes through practicality but that's why they're opposite because it forces you to do something about it you can't just escape and you can't just be serious all the time you have to blend them together so going back to like the mercury retrograde though and mars in gemini right now you know on top of all this other energy it's like gossip is the thing um people people kind of like almost coming out of their face out of nowhere and saying something even though they haven't thought it out is a thing and it can elicit all of these these other stories in your own mind of why why is this person saying this why did this person do this is this how they really feel is this how they really think once again going back to like the the frequency of the relationships in your life and how it feels what kind of you know is it composed well regardless of how it how it feels on the scale of you know good emotion bad emotion but or is it chaotic then address it especially if it's bringing up this um melancholiness or this anger right you want to address it now it is a great time to hash out the past with people things that you swept under the rug, things that seemingly never mattered, but now all of a sudden matter, right? So yeah, and Scorpio South Node, like, yeah, no stone will be left unturned like at all. So this is a great time to start looking under those stones before they get flipped before your eyes. And now it's so much more dramatic of a song than it needs to be. You know, unless you like it, unless you like that, because if you like that, then this is your arena to play in and you can have a lot of fun (laughs) if you like the change. Right. Which this is big, mutable energy. And it is posing its own challenges because the sun is also basically squaring Mars and. So there is there is challenges that come up with trying to adapt to the swiftness 
while we're trying to slow down. Um, but we're prepping for Scorpio season because Scorpio season is going to be huge, huge, huge for all of us. Everything that we're filling into right now that we really need to let go of, it might not be final, like cut out of our lives right now, or it might not be like addressed completely, but those stones will be turned over in Scorpio season for a fact. So anything we're trying to ignore, anything we're, anything we're overdoing as well, you know, it's like you could be trying to ignore trauma or you can be overplaying your trauma for just because, just because you're somewhat addicted to those feelings. And you'll find right now with this full moon, what feelings you're addicted to, whether that's like um, some kind of victim, victimhood, which is what Pisces represents if we have that streak in us where we want to be the victim and we don't want to come to terms with um, stepping up, right? This Mercury in Libra will really highlight that because it's once again about those injustices and that's an injustice in itself. When people say that, you know, they, they rather the people around them just conform to the fact that they're fine and they're okay and they don't want to be around other people and help other people even though we know Virgo is about service and helping others and healing others so it's this very interesting energy that we're truly seeing from all sides from everyone's eyes and at the same time Pluto and Capricorn still breaking it all down though so are you scared of the future or are you calm about it do you know that no matter what happens you will survive that you will figure it out that you have the skill that you have the knowledge it doesn't matter what's going to happen a month from now a year from now are you scared of like a financial collapse or are you ready for any of those changes and you know you have solid people around you that you know you're not going to be alone and that's for you to evaluate and what I've been finding a lot is that people with a lot feel like of course they have more to lose so there's this fake sense of panic even though those people who have more truly have a better shot at surviving right but are more encased in the trauma of losing something that they have think or thought that they've earned all this time and that they will be this bigger failure if they cannot live up to that thing that they attained and they can't keep it Mind you, while the people who don't really have much, it's just another day. It's just another day to them. So they're able to truly adapt. And so we're going to find that what side of the coin we're on. And we're basically getting with this full moon and leaving this full moon, going deeper into this retrograde and then the Mars retrograde, we're basically getting a, a live action therapy class that we're just going to be living. We're going to be living therapy for the next few months. And it's like behavioral therapy, right? So we're going to be challenged by lots of things in our life to show up with new behaviors and stay accountable for old ones. And it's all for the betterment of where we want to grow, not where we want to get trapped and left behind in. Um, And what stories, once again, need to end. But that live therapy session, it will, once again, bring so much clarity. It really, really will. It's going to allow you to, to get pushed in the right ways 
and to push people in the right ways. So, you know, as we approach like next year, even though we're not there yet, um, the retrogrades will calm down, we'll be out of retrogrades, and then we'll start to see everything move direct again. But I still want to emphasize, even though this is a season of work, this still is about the harvesting, right? So the only work is to look at everything that you've already created and now prepare it and get it out of the ground before it starts to go bad, right? It's basically, it's like, now that it's at its peak, whatever is at its peak in your life, pay attention to, because those things that are, are at its peak, this is what we want to maintain right it can literally it can get better but we're going to need a new, another cycle around the signs to get to next virgo season to make it even better but for this for right now whatever we've harvested this this is what we want to maintain that frequency through the next cycle right and then we'll see how much we've grown if we can't maintain where it's at right now it's not about it being better even if your crops are half-assed and subpar if they're still edible they're good okay this is where you're at and you've got to be realistic about it right you already know did I overwater it did I not give it enough attention did I do this do can I do this better that's what we're coming to terms with that's what we're learning and let's be realistic where we're at and not compare ourselves to everybody else that's one of the major things to also keep in mind going into like all the retrogrades where there is so much you know, I'm here and everybody else is there. And what does that mean for me? It doesn't mean shit. Everybody has their own composition, their own story. Everybody has their own masterpiece to work at. And it is so different than everyone else's. And if we have already surrendered to that, which is what Neptune wants us to do, right? Surrender surrender to the beauty of our our own personal story and timelines. And if we can surrender to that, as you can see, like the Neptune energy, it sextiles Uranus, right? It also sextiles Pluto. So those are energies that are s- such bigger generational planets that we cannot feel alone, even if we are. Because everyone is truly getting swept up with a tide right now in their own life in some sort of way. And nobody knows where after this this womb is about to be birthed into what that's going to look like, right? Wherever we're at in the new matrix system that we're at. And that's why, once again, leading it back to like Elizabeth's death. It's, it's very... Some people are looking at it as like, whatever, it's just another day, right? We'll have somebody else in power. But... Things are truly changing in that department and we're seeing it on so many different fronts and so many different ways and power is shifting everywhere. So as the power shifts, what is your power, right? And remembering that we have the power in our own personal lives that no matter what, no matter what, you're exactly where you are supposed to be and reminding yourself of that. Like I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. There is nothing wrong with my scenario and my circumstance that you know I'm not stuck here I'm not trapped we can change any scenario we can truly continue to work and continue to make this better this is just a part of the story that needs to feel this way and it's for a reason and it's beautiful because whatever comes out on the other side feels 
even more incredible. And if you're in a very stable place, take that as a great sign, but don't sleep on your spiritual work. That is part of it. If you're in a great place where you've been working at this hard and you can kind of just enjoy the fruits of your labor and not think too hard and not worry so much, then that's beautiful. But you still need to, once again, maintain. So what can what have you been sleeping on in your own life? How can you bring that back? How can you keep the spiritual practice going, which is what this full moon in Pisces is also about and why this release is so incredibly important with all of this going on in the world? And Sarah, what was the degree of the actual full moon? Was it 18? It was, well, it was at 17 degrees, 41 seconds. But um, yeah, I guess we would read for 18. Or okay. no, no. It was at, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I was thinking of the nodes. Yeah. Read for 18. It's at, so it met at 17, and it, the energy it's building towards is 18. Okay, got it. So I don't know. I went to Virgo. Actually, let's read both. Yeah, no accidents. No, read both yeah. because it really is like the earth, the energy like on the ground versus the energy opposed. Exactly. Exactly. So we're this is the more, this is the overall theme in the ground and energy, right? Which is an old bald woman woman talking to her dog. Internal dialogue in which self and world are constantly discovering where they stand with each other. Oh my god. having no pretense or guile speaking to each other to each one in the way you speak to yourself in the way you speak to everything no rituals or no ceremony no special cases unvarnished honesty and truth intent on getting at what is underneath what is inside you penetrate right through the personality the ego mind without thinking about it knowing that life needs of needs a voice and that being that voice is natural and inevitable You feel close to the ground, basic and foundational, not very nice, not very easygoing. The pure straight shooter, as real as can be, and almost too much so. And this is very much of what I'm talking about when, especially when Mercury goes back into Virgo. So there's like this, you know, with with Mercury and Libra, we're coming to terms with, oh, this person doesn't give a shit about me. This person needs to step up in our relationship. This person needs to do this. I need to do this. I need to X, Y, Z. But we're still trying to maintain harmony with Libra. We're still not trying to step on toes. But in Virgo, we step on toes. So, right. And you are the reminder of how it would be if we stayed with integrity and conviction and throughout the rest. So now we can go to Pisces. So a kangaroo and her baby who looks out from the mother's pouch. So once again, with that womb-like energy, right? And that matrix from one to the other. Held as a cherished one in the womb of the world. A seed bearer for the future. You are inwardly alive to multi-sensory faculties and worlds within worlds within worlds. Bearing a legacy from the deep down under realms. An earth call to let the future resonate as it must with all that has ever been here, profoundly moved by the human drama and its pathos, while feeling almost smuggled in to witness and be amazed by the phenomena of the sense life, radically other, immensely in exile, and in the meantime, making the very most of the chance to fathom the ways of Earth and the dazzling idiosyncrasies of the human species. So... And then I'll read 18, right? Without even talking about that one, really. Just let that one sink in. 
So white lilies blooming alone in the shade. Gifted with deep and subtle qualities that are germinating in the subconscious and coming into their own. Transported into inner worlds in other in order to dream, imagine, and conceive from a pure place. We're still in that birthing process. Disengage with phenomenal appearances, staying just apart. Much of that goes on here, stays under, percolates timelessly. It is a timeless energy with that, you know, like really good quality music. A special karma to cultivate the mysteries to be different, yet no issue. Deep down in the creative forces, work unceasingly in design alternatives for the world to partake in if the world turns that way and so we know that the world is turning in such a big way and we are we are in charge of the way that it turns and it is as simple to do with our creations and when we're ready to be born and how much we step up into this new matrix so dream on that's a part of this energy it's like dream on but just Remember that in order to get from this place to that next level of it, it's not a fantastical leap unless you're ready for that jump. One day you will be ready for that jump. Maybe you are ready for that jump. And if you are, it will happen, right? And you will take the leap. You will take the risk. You will go where you got to go. But in other words, if a jump that big is not impending right now, you're still in this creative process and be thankful for the process. So Virgo 18, eyeglasses, which cause one to see rainbows. And that's very much so this Pisces full moon energy too. Seeing through the eyes of anybody, everybody in all worlds together, all worlds, worlds differentiated sharply, you are able to switch from perspective from the personal vantage point to any conceivable other This is also very Mars and Gemini, so I'm going to read that one next. Drawn to extend the range of perception and the worldview to encompass what it looks like from the inside of each and every one. Clairvoyant, telepathic, and mythically potent with the power of story, right? So this is a part of what we're doing with the full moon, creating that story. Keenly guided to unfold consciousness into its evolutionary potential. So we have to evolve. It's just a part of it. You are thoroughly convinced that if all sides can be respected, honored, and live into interpersonal dynamics will naturally work out optimally. And you feel ultimately transported by affirmative life giving perspective to open doors and make the world a, a brighter place with simple, straightforward brushstrokes of cosmic common sense. So, you know, that's what happens when you balance out the Pisces Virgo axis in your chart. And if you have a lot of these energies, in Pisces and Virgo, um, you can find that challenge your whole life of like understanding the cosmic common sense because a very strong Virgo presence presence will be like, yeah, none of that matters. I'm just going to do what I got to do right here, what's in front of my face. But there's a bigger layer to that common sense of being able to go with the flow, knowing when to and how to and when the world is asking you to and then giving in. Because it just makes sense to, for the bigger picture, the story that, you know, you're helping to write, but we are all writing together. And I do, that's the wrong part. I do want to do Mars at 11 degrees in Gemini. 
Oh, I gotta move this out the way because I feel like it's trying to make us. It's like just bringing us right there. So let's see what that's all about. Gemini, 11 degrees. A stag with golden horns. Staying tuned in for further developments. You bear an expanded capacity for future vision and for picking up on the most fantastic of things. Right? Given to sunbursts of revelation or inward remembrance. Often attempting attempting to make light of this extra dimensional quality. But then there are times when it just becomes irresistible. You can only keep the light at base for so long. For here you are innately gifted with a wild array of powers and multi-sensory treasures, which is only heightened by this balloon, to grow into share and share lavishly. The primary lesson involved lies in taking seriously and to heart what it instinctively seems so natural and free and prodigal that it is just always there, that cosmic common sense, right? When you focus and distill the cosmic awareness into something firm and clean and steady on, nobody will be able to deny that dazzling things are right here, illuminating all the missing places and restoring wholeness just like that. So there is this push still to restore community, restore wholeness within community and within all of our spaces and bring ourselves to that place in a very magical way. So don't doubt any of the magic you've done tonight or any of the the magic you're being asked to do, especially as women in the next few months. Um, it's It has this huge this huge unfold there is a huge unfolding going down and we get to witness it and we get to partake in it and we don't just get to partake we get to actually play in the game and have our hand and our stake in it as well so know that that's what we're doing right we're like placing these bets on our dreams and our and our visions and keeping it open so that we're we're adapting and we're allowing it to flow that we're not setting this goal of if I don't make this new dream come through now then who the hell am I being super open and inflexible or flexible with your personality so that we can continue to have every side expressed through us and know that everything coming to us especially right now in this Pisces energy is not our own so pay attention and listen don't respond so much even in your own mind listen and then really think, like, where is this coming from? You know, where are these things coming from? Why am I thinking the way that I'm thinking? And what does what does this say about me and what I want to create? And, and who do I truly want to be? Let's, even though, like I said, this is nostalgic, let's try to stay with our mind towards bringing only the best into the future with us because we're on the precipice of this birth in our own personal lives, but even more importantly, collectively, because it really is important to remember that Saturn and Aquarius presence. And we are still collectively responsible for each other in some sort of way. Um, but it doesn't have to be so, it doesn't have to be so boring, but it also doesn't have to be so dramatic, right? We can find that balance, Mercury and, Mercury and Libra style. So it's a great retrograde energy it's just if you are used to overdoing it overworking yourself it could be hard for you 
if you're used to feeling your value in your money and and your work that you've produced, you can feel like you're just not doing enough. So try to get out of that self-hatred mentality and and really rearrange that script for yourself. It's it will be powerful cuz you're setting this new frequency tone and we all we're always doing it. And I always talk about that, but we're we're really feeling into that tone and really like I was telling someone earlier today, we're setting that radio station now on our main stations, right? So if we can concentrate hard enough to do it tonight and in the next few days, it's going to be there for us to quickly switch to. Now, what is that feeling and what's your highest of high right now in this moment? And that's where I will leave the horoscope of this full moon. <laughs> that was just like truly a divine channel from God. Thank you. I will definitely pull one of my animal oracle cards because I've been pulling it all day too. Hell yeah. Shuffle it up. And I guess like the thing that I want to say, noticing, right? Not trying to figure out, not even trying to look back, but being with what is present in your life right now. And just, you know, just kind of observing it. Like what is, what have I detached from that now is coming back to me? What have I thought was over that now is not over? What did I think was not over that actually has been over? That's absolutely over. How am I participating in my life? What are the things that are around me? And what was the process? If the process was easy, make a note of it. If the process was hard, make a note of it. Because I think there is a time and place. I think Pisces Virgo, there's a time and place for hard work and earning. There's also a a time and a place for like surrendering and allowing. And I think you know, there's a larger question here where it's like, if you were allowing more time to allow, allowing more time to allow, I, I'm not good thing. I wasn't reading God forbid, but it's like, it's true though. I get it. If you were to actually create more space for allowing more space for noticing more space for sinking into being with how much more might we earn? And maybe that actually is the hard work. And I think it's really just rethinking the things that you think are important, that you value, that you have been mindset on and really making sure that they are in alignment with that feeling of ease and that feeling of what makes you feel good. And like these, these are dark times, bros, like let's not make it any harder than it needs to be. You know, uh, I think that the other question between Virgo and Pisces and Pisces is the energy of like attachment versus detachment, right? Like, so where do I attach and focus and, and make lists and do work and perfect versus where do I just like let it go right and I think that again it's the full moon energy is trying to and side note the full moon energy like Nicole said is also trying the south node it is trying black moon Lilith in cancer actually so there's basically like a recognition of your own divine feminine process and it's kind of like okay yeah like don't like what does work for you what has worked and it's funny because even when I look at what I have created I mean the fact that now I'm considering going back to Austin because comedy was just so easy is so interesting, you know, uh, because I did let go of a long-term ego attached issue related to my career and what what people thought of me and, and, and disappointing people or not disappointing people. I really was like, whatever. And then Desi and I ended up there on the same day that Anthony, my brother from another mother was performing. And I immediately got this thing back. And so there was a detachment available 
or I was so detached that there was the availability for something to swoop in easily and effortlessly and be such a big sign, unmissable sign, because I wasn't trying to look for the sign, right? But now I have to actually watch, I'm watching myself witness the sign and then go, maybe, maybe my ego is just making it about comedy or maybe like, but, but maybe, maybe if I went, I would disappoint myself that I'm really not a good like writer or whatever, like, you know, and then I'm like, no, Sarah, like, don't, don't think about it. And I think for all of us, like where in your life have there just been, I mean, it didn't take much for Nicole to get pregnant. Right. But low key, <laughs> she wasn't really attached to that. And she, on some level, you know, this was an easy thing because of the byproduct of the daily habits. This bitch just was like, I think I'm going to start to eat well. When I met Nicole, she was out partying me. Okay. Now she has a baby in her and she's a vegan LOL. Right. Like, and it's beautiful and it's, it's awesome. Like there's no, you know, Pisces energy and Virgo energy is the relationship between like growth and allowing versus sort of like, okay, now that we're, I'm, we're going to work with COVID, no problem. We're working with, you know, uh, no Wi-Fi, no problem. We're working with, I mean, I think that uh, the energy of, you know, all of us Vigo, Vigos, all of us <laughs> Venus and Virgos here collected on the Zoom Moonual today, and then super Virgos also, basically to say like, we are repping the Virgo energy that actually is down to clown and really trust that we have a community Saturn and Aquarius to play with and to be to show up for and past that we're going to be a team because right who are the people that you're around where are the communities where you feel safe when you feel safe to play you actually have material to work with and so make sure that your your life is filled with as much play as it is work to to organize and compose and capture it but really like I think there's a real case to be made for attaching yourself to, to values, attaching yourself to routines that make you feel good that you could do anytime, any place, whether it's a certain meditation you like, or you want to masturbate, or you want to journal and cry. I do cry selfie photo shoots and journal and masturbate and, um, you know, everything, all the above, I dance. Um, but really like to make space for yourself and make space for the emotions that come up and figure out a process, a disciplined way of working with the nebulous emotional. Maybe every day you do dream journaling, not because you have to have the right dream journal and find what the message is. Like, what this is my dream. What do you think it means? It's like, I don't know. Why don't you take notes on your dreams for the next six months? And then you tell me what it means. Look back at your life and and really observe what has what is in your life currently? Did you have to fight to keep it there or has it just been there or did it, what is your relationship with everything in your life? Because it's not just relationships that are up for debate during this like super retrograde fall or heading fall and winter we're heading into where it's like both Libra Mercury are going to be retrograde. They're going to touch back into Virgo then really rewriting the rules and figuring out the plan, but we don't know yet. And then, you know, Mars in Gemini being like, not only who are you working with, but how do you do that work? And are you committed to that work? And what is your energy in relationship to the work that you do? And the people in your life, do they turn you on or do they piss you off? Do they fire you up? How do you relate to being fired up? What is every single relationship in your life showing you about you? This is like take stock. And then the last piece of homework I was going to give, which everybody brought up, but I didn't even know, but it's really take the time tonight. Maybe Kira, you can like play us a final song while we all do it together or something. But um like write a thank you note to yourself for getting yourself 
here and write a thank you note for everything you've been through and write a thank you note for everything that you notice that you have in your life and write a thank you note for your ability to let go and surrender things because they will come back if they're supposed to. That's the thing. The surrender to spirit, surrender to the universe, surrender to God doesn't mean that you are letting something go or like killing it or ending it or whatever. I mean, the, the queen is dead, but certainly many of the choices she made while she's in office will remain. And in fact, her children and their children and their children are already up for debate about who's the next king and the next king and the next thing. Right. And this is a transition of power. And we've been tracking this story since the beginning of the Scorpio Taurus eclipse axis when the nodes shifted. But I do think in your life, no matter what, taking a look at the good and the bad and, and choosing what to bring with you and what you're going to alchemize and what you're going to do with all of that energy. And yeah, focus is just about noticing what you're noticing and, and being clear about what you are willing to play with and who you're willing to play with and how you're willing to play and then just doing that physically so being about it as they say that was my rant Razzie what card did you get okay so I got starfish which are really like the starfish vibe right because it's like we are the star in our own worlds which isn't you know this land world that we're all a part of right now but we have our own worlds that we still have to kind of shine through and we're still being seen so there's like a few elements there. It's like we are being watched, we are being seen, but we are in our own worlds and we are the star of that world. So the starfish is beautiful, alluring, superficial or shallow. The starfish is a natural and exquisite beauty, mesmerizing to all, but being around someone with starfish energy is a thrill, like you've been put under a spell of divinity itself. The problem is these creatures have been reliant on how they look and what other people think of them for so long that they may have forgotten their deeper callings. When this card appears, it's important to ask, am I being swayed by outward appearances or external circumstances? What dreams have I put aside to please others? And what is your dream? Is your dream still the same as your dream has always been? And have you just grown and learned that, you know, you want to live this regardless of how it, how it looks on the surface, right? When in balance, uplifting, artistic, and expressive, which is this Pisces energy, and when out of balance, gossips and feels empty which is the downsides of all the air energy we got the space trash podcast no i'm just kidding right to bring into balance positive friends and this goes back to that mercury energy and all of the air of you know what are the positive friends what other what are the positive relationships and what do we continue and what do we discontinue right so and, and to it, your point before, where is their harmony and where are their harmonious relationships and where where is their disharmony? Where is their discord? And right. what is the value of it? Can you be with the the song? Yeah. The difficult melody and actually feel the feelings that are that somebody threw their heart into. No, but you threw yourself into horrible relationships, et cetera. No, I'm kidding. But it's really like, yeah, like, can you just be with this harmony and then go, okay, now what part am I playing in and what part am I enjoying and and, and enjoy it and then get back into harmony if you so want to have a harmonious life yes and just knowing that you know all of these mellow dramas and melodies don't last forever they can still change but we do have to honor where it is right now and in our most truthful stance about it and not be afraid of any of the outcomes and know that we're still going to be the star regardless of who the cast is with us or who we're supporting or not um but yes and, and that you're always attracting yourself. Yes. We're literally always attracting ourselves. So in order to 
attract better, we do have to once again switch our own personal frequencies. Mm, I love it. Mm. Uh, um, Kira, you, I mean, I do think like, do you want to do like a group? Oh, you're not piano anymore. I'm just in in front of the piano, but I could move. Do you guys want to write like a, a thank you note to, to ourselves real quick? Like a thank you note to our soul, a gratitude list, do it however you want. But I think really like writing a note, like thank, here's what's going on in my life right now. And here's, here's what I'm thankful for. Thank you, Razzy. That was fucking perfect. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.